You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron, where I have one job to bring you great thinking to help you improve your practice and your life. And today I have a great friend of ours, Lori Owens, who helps us see what the future looks like. And she has a premonition at the end that you're going to have to wait to listen to about the future of where dental insurance is going. And I'm telling you, I think she's right. And so today we talk about the five reasons you do not bill medical insurance for dentistry. And this is one of those opportunities in dentistry that you have to understand. And she is a phenomenal resource. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practice Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron, where I get to do the fun stuff of bringing you great experts in dentistry to help you improve your practice and your life. And I hope you're enjoying this. I really hope you're enjoying this. And this is a special guest that I'm bringing you today. She has been a trusted colleague, friend. She teaches me stuff all the time about what we can do. And today we're going to be talking about the five reasons you do not bill medical insurance for dentistry with my good friend, Lori Owens. Lori, thank you for being on. Hi. Yes. Thank you so much. I love what you do and, and the education that goes out is amazing. Yeah. Now I'm extra biased about you for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Number one, you bend my brain. Number two, I was just telling you, I tell everybody like, you know what you can do? And they're like, I don't know. Like, I don't think what you're teaching yet is catching the mainstream. There's a few of them that get uh -huh. it, but that a lot true. of people are throwing the baby out with the bathwater still. Right. Like, and yes. I'm like, no, you need to know more. So, um, give us, let's start here. Cause it's been a little bit since yep. you've been on. Let's, I want, I want people to know who Lori Owens is. Who is Lori Absolutely. Owens? So I had the honor and privilege of being the, the ever, hopefully the, to them, the everything person for Dr. Michael Cohen and Robert Gottlieb. And they spurred me on to think differently and outside the box, whereas my first CE course was on bacteremia. And I thought, I sat, sat next to our hygienist and I said, if we're making people sick, how can this be considered dental? And that was like my first shock into, this doesn't make sense. And I believe that medical billing in dentistry literally makes sense. 
it is not every patient. It's not every patient that walks through the door. But are you thinking about them as a person that could be affected? Their oral cavity could be affected by their their problems, the medical conditions and or medications? Or are you thinking that their medications and medical condition are doing something. It goes both ways. Either it affects or it's affected by. And we sometimes are so rushed in dentistry that we forget that these are people with stories. And literally medical billing is telling their story. And I think if we slow down a little bit and realize that, you know, there could be a story here, um, we're not going to get it. We're going to just rush, 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 fill the schedule and not realize there was a story that we missed. Right. And that's what brings the patients back to us repeatedly. But Dr. Cohen and Gottlieb just opened up the door. When I brought up medical billing for dentistry to them, they looked at me and went, eh, I heard it doesn't work. And I was like, well, would you let me try? And they said, yes, but our practice was so busy. So I get that your practice is busy. This is not something that you have to, you can carve out two hours a week. And I did it when the doctors were not there because I knew my time would be taken up because that's what I was supposed to do. You can do it. If you did it like I did, it's going to take a lot longer because you're going to have to research everything yourself. But you've got people on your side, not just me. There are other educators in medical billing for dentistry. You've got people that can reach out. You can help that can help you. I'm crazy. I give my cell phone number because (laughs) I know in that situation, if I need an answer, I really need an answer. And I give my cell phone, text me. Let me know you have a question. I will answer you. It might, if I'm teaching, it might not be till the evening, but I will answer you because I remember that frustration and the angst of, I don't understand. I don't know the answer. Nobody's here to help me. And you need to have that resource of somebody that will help you. And I think that if I had to say, number one, knowing somebody's doing it, I still bill for six offices myself. Okay. I don't just teach it. Yeah. I don't just have a software for it. I do it. Yeah. I have six offices that I am responsible for doing their medical billing. I get the glory. I have two in Hawaii, so that's a, that's a good thing. Nice. And I, so I have I have offices all over. I'm not located. I don't have six in Washington State. Mm-hmm. I have six all over the U.S. And so I want to be able to help. And these offices in particular, please don't ask me to do your medical billing. Yeah. I can't take on anymore. But just so you know that that's what we created the software for. And so we want to help. Our yeah. goal is to help. And you are an incredible helper. Now, I, I think, um, you know, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, and you're like, oh, I just want to turn it. I'm not. Don't. Like, listen, <laughs> let's start here and then we're going to go into your five. So I'm a 32-year-old yeah. restorative dentist. I'm just going to play this role. Mm-hmm. Lori, why would I really want to learn about medical billing? Like, how is that going to benefit my practice? Can you speak specifically to Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Well, doctor, you, you have patients that have GERD and you see a lot of recession and you're restoring these patients with crowns and or implants, depending upon how far that erosion has gone. So if I was to tell that patient's story, I would say this patient has erosion, which is caused by their GERD. That's all I do. Yeah. That's as far as I have to go because I'm telling the story of my patient, not 
This tooth had a prior root canal. This tooth had prior caries. This tooth had a prior crown. They don't care about what happened before. They want to know what you're doing right now. And so medical trusts the provider, which is far different than dentistry does because they think everything has to be questioned. They trust the provider. They want to know what you're doing and why it needs to be done. Why is this considered a medical uh, uh, problem? Well, do you think somebody can can handle their GERD? They can control it to the point that it doesn't cause erosion. Right. Now, one more piece of clarity that I want to put on this is if you're saying, look, I got to really understand medical billing for a select number of patients. This does not mean you sign up for PPOs. It does not mean that, you know, there are stories, many of them. And Dr. Gottlieb told me one of a patient who couldn't afford to get the dentistry done. They did an amazing job for this patient. And they charged full fee and medical insurance was required by law to pay their full fee and help this patient. Mm -hmm. It is a wonderful resource if you understand it. Am I saying that correctly? Absolutely. And the whole thing is, and and Dr. Gottlieb knows, we were not in network with any medical insurances. Right. Yeah. And we we could still get $48,000 for an all-on-four. It's awesome. So let's go into it. And uh, I want to know, why are the five reasons you do not bill medical insurance for dentistry? My number one, you have an incomplete health history. And sometimes it's not not the practice's fault, but here's what the patients think. This doesn't have anything to do with my mouth. But are we asking? Right. Are, are, are we making sure they understand the importance of, you know, there's a, actually a video out by Delta Dental that talks about how many diseases the dentist can find. Right. Not This is not something the medical doctor finds. It's what the dentist can see. And that people see their dentist more than their medical doctor. I've 100%. seen my dentist yep. five times more than my than my doctor. So if that's the case, and you know that these are all within the scope of your license, why should you not be paid for them? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because you all know this: like health starts in your mouth. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there's genetic issues, challenges, all these things. But right. you, as a dentist, looking at somebody's mouth, you probably know too much, and you've shared this before. Xerostomia. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've shared. My son is type one diabetic. So asking yes. the right questions, having a complete health history form, you can right. really understand a patient. And in some cases, let's talk about xerostomia. There are cases in which. The patient's medical condition or oral health condition was overall impacted by their health. Yes, absolutely. How about autoimmune diseases, which are so predominant these days, and yet we just don't think about the autoimmune disorders. Do you not think that tissue in your mouth has anything to do with an autoimmune disease? I mean, we, we try to write it off and you know, we don't think things through. And so having that complete health history, but again, are you letting your patients know this complete health history provides us enough information that if we can maximize your benefits through medical, we would have the documentation to do so. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt, did I promise you any money in that statement? No, you didn't. But did I give you hope? 
You gave me great hope. And I think at the end of the day, it gives you great peace of mind that you're asking the right questions. Because if you do yeah. this, if you do this profession long enough, you know that the more information that you can help the patient, whether it includes you doing restorative work or not, gives you right. such peace of mind, you know? Right. And, and, and a lot and, of people need that. They're, did I didn't tell you, Kurt, I've had people find me on YouTube and call my cell phone and ask me to refer them to a, med, a dentist that bills medical. Right, right. And, and I think everyone would agree, like Crazy. putting the puzzle together for people's health now is more complex than ever. The list of medications mm -hmm. are so long, the list of challenges. So it's, it's, it's important. I think the more you know, the better you are equipped yes. to help. So I yes. do agree, like incomplete health history. I mean, that's right. probably square square number one or box number one that you have to check, right? Right, because you're not going to be able to even go further with what you could do if you don't know what they might have. And, you, and you know, anybody over 50, we're all taking something. Yeah. Whether it be a supplement. And believe it or not, over-the-counter medications cause xerostomia too. Wow. We we seem to think that it has to be only prescription based and it is not. I have yeah. 23 pages of medications prescribed and over the counter that cause dry mouth. Wow. That's so crazy. So when you start seeing this, why are you assuming, you know, it goes in multiples. It's not just one caries lesion. It's going to be a two caries lesions and a crown. It's multiples. So you kind of already know, and doctors know, hey, I saw you six months ago and this wasn't here. Mm -hmm. So so what's going on? Yeah. Um, we need to, number two, ask the right questions. Okay, so That's go- That's my number two. Yeah, so walk us through that. So you, ha you have a whole list of questions, yeah, but what questions I should I be and asking? Here's the thing, if, if your son came in to see us, we would be saying to your son, hey, we noticed that you have diabetes and we're so sorry you're having to go through that. Tell us about how this first affected you when you found out and how you've been feeling since you started medication. Why? I'm not saying, okay, you're diabetic, type one. Right. Okay, your A1C was this. I'm asking them to tell me about it because our, we have to learn what, how this has affected their lives in order to be able to tell the story. Right. If, if, if you have a cancer patient and now you're seeing them and they can't eat because of the sores in their mouth and you don't know it, how, are, how is that really effective uh, treatment planning for a patient? Yeah. It's not. So we have to ask them how these things have affected their lives, how they're physically feeling especially if they have to change medication. When you're a diabetic, you don't always take the exact same dose of insulin. Right. Right? Right. You never, it never happens. Well, in a big, let's, I want to open up the why a little bit more because asking the right questions, having a complete health history form, in order for this to work in your practice and truly help a patient, you have to be able to tell the story through yes. the through the narratives and the codes and all that kind of stuff. And that's a big part of what you always help us with. So am I saying that correctly? Because this Absolutely. information isn't just for you. It's for where we go with it next. Right. And, and I, a lot of people will say, well, it's a lot of work, but did you know it could help your dental insurance claims too? By, by being the thorough, 
you are helping your in dental claims go through faster right. when you have all this documentation because now you can know. And, and in medical, they say just if patient says it, put it in quotes. You don't have to say that that's what you said. If the patient says it, put it in quotes. Wow. Okay. But getting asking the right questions. Quit asking yes or no. Right. Ask them to tell you about it. Tell me about when they found your diabetes. Tell me about when the doctor diagnosed that GERD for you. Tell me what happened. When was that? Were you were you older, younger? Did you have any other complications other than, you know, maybe what we're sitting here for today? Tell me about that. Right. They're yeah. always interested. For sure, for sure. So making sure that you have that part of your process is critical. What's the third right. reason? Oh, number three, that you're only looking to fill the schedule. Ooh, that's for sure. Now I'm all for filling the schedule. I please don't get me wrong. I agree you should fill the schedule. But my number one is if I if I say, you know, the doctor has some open time today then apparently he's not very good at his job. Mm -hmm. I mean, and or you're going to fit this patient in to inconvenience these other patients. Right. And that doesn't make any sense. Whereas if we, if we slowed the train and said, look, you need some really extensive work and we want to make sure that we're doing this the right way for you. You know, what if... I've, I've told, talked to you about your medical conditions and I see a lot of problems going in, on in your mouth. Because you have an HMO, we need you to get a letter from your medical doctor referring you to us so that we can try to get you some help on the medical side. Yeah. Let's schedule you for four weeks out and bring me that letter as soon as you can because I need two weeks to pre-authorize this with your medical. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect now sense. Yeah, you yeah. never want to be filling the schedule. The whole the whole point of this is like building a comprehensive process. We always tell dentists, the more comprehensive you are up front, the less problems you have later, but it's also a practice philosophy. So if you're on the lookout yeah. to truly help your patients, you don't even need to participate again with insurances at all, right. but you're, you're making sure that your standard of care is high enough and you're yeah. constantly improving that. You're going to present to the patient plenty of opportunities to fill the schedule. You still need to get to know the patient. There's a lot that has to happen. Um, yes. and, in, and in even some cases, these cases are going to go to the specialist before you even do your mm -hmm. thing, which I completely agree with you. You never want to fill the schedule with this. Right. And, and, and uh, please don't get, if it's an emergency, medical will right. still pay. Mm -hmm. So I get emergencies. And one thing I've learned that our practice learned from ACT was to make sure you know where those spaces are that fit best. Right. So have somebody in the clinical team make a note. This is the best time for an emergency patient because without that knowledge and oh my soul, we went years and years without that knowledge. And I can't tell you how much that saved us from chasing an assistant or wanting an assistant to murder us. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was life-changing for me. Yeah. And so that is what a coach helps you with, finds these little bitty areas that could still fill your schedule, but not impact your current patients. And, and that's what I, I think is so amazing that we need more of.
Right. Right. Well, and these things all we all this is what this whole podcast is about. Just being with you. I mean, all these little things, it's to improve your practice and improve your life. And what you're talking about is I know no one listening to this does this, just throws patients in on the schedule. Not true. Twenty five years I've watched people just go, Mayday, Mayday, send her in at one. Why is she coming right. at one? Well, that's what time she could get here. No, don't do that. The whole and, and then the other thing is there's a couple of levels to this. You don't want to pre-schedule yes. emergency time. Like, don't do that because you're just asking for emergencies. Like don't do, you have to look at a productive schedule and it's got to be a call out in the morning huddle and go, listen, if we have anything, we're going to have it come in at this time because I can get it done and we can respect both patients. And so that's that's a whole nother thing. And then on top of it, it goes back to what I just said before. And and Mm -hmm. if you're taking notes at home is like the more comprehensive you are, Less emergencies you have just happens that way. So if you have emergencies everywhere, absolutely, I'll tell you, we need to work on the process further, (laughs) further, further up the the road, you know, type of a thing uh, when they're calling the price. So I love this. What's, what's reason number four, I would not bill insurance, medical insurance. Because you lack in training. What? Uh, I watched the YouTube video though, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) How important is training? It is, uh, I can't even tell, there's so much. And I I mean, I, that's one of the reasons we've kept our training costs low is because we know coming out of COVID, you have so many expenses that were not uh, planned on, were not budgeted for. So we've really kept our costs low, but I've had offices that I said, no, no, you can't do medical billing. You've got to get a coach to get this set first. Mm-hmm. If you think medical billing is going to answer all your problems in the practice, you're wrong. Right. It's not. Right. It's going to enhance your practice. Absolutely. But it don't feel that it's the answer to your money problems for the practice because you're going to be only focused on the dollars. And I actually had a doctor here in Seattle that I had to stop her and say, all you keep saying is, if it goes to the deductible, I get nothing. And I had to stop her and say, but have you helped your patient? Right. You keep thinking about what check you're going to get, and you're not thinking about what you could do to change their life by meeting their deductible even. That is still a patient benefit. Yeah. And so it, it took me a little while to get her to think about that differently because you don't know how much that could truly help your patient, even if it goes to a deductible. But that training, you know, Curtin, you and I have talked about, did you know there's a code for dental caries on smooth surface extending into the pulp? I did not know that. Who can use that code? Boy, you got me on this one. Only a dentist. Only a dentist. Only a dentist. Okay. Nobody else can use it. It's outside of their license. Okay. So if those codes are created and it it goes smooth surface and pit and fissure, if the codes are there for you, why would they be created if they don't expect you to use them? Right. And they've been around for years and years and years. Yeah. Absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you said with number four is like lack in training. Now I I've said this many times in, I have a special place in my heart for all the team members, like admin team members get the least amount of training. That's my personal opinion. 
And so sometimes a dentist will go, yeah, I get it. I just don't want to pay for training. I'm like, are you crazy? Like you, you get so upset because you got to pay for training. Do you understand how you're going to change a team member's life? And every dollar that you put in training, even if it's lousy training, they're going to get a few things out of it that will greatly impact your practice for the next couple of decades. Could you imagine if they just learned that one thing or two things at a course and they were able to use it for the next two decades in your practice, how many patients it would help long-term. So don't ever. and, and And let's go a little bit further to that. How many more new patients could you get because of that one patient who says, hey, they build my medical for this. Right. And not never promising, but that's the thing. You know, uh, Dr. Cohen and Gottlieb, we talked about, you know, should we market? We were literally so busy. Uh, We had patients taking stacks of our cards and handing them out at work. We got 12 patients from one patient. Why? Nothing, no advertising. We had this much of an advertising budget. Yeah, they, but, they they knew you cared. That's, yep. I think, yeah, outstanding. I love this. Yeah, so those are all things, if you don't have the training, and here's the other thing, we have, we have uh, webinars on our website that are free and on demand. You cannot use that excuse on me. Right, I would agree. If, now, granted, I live, a live course to me, number one, I'm funnier in a live course, uh, but it, you bring cases and we need to, we go by your notes. And what do we see in these notes that could make a medical case? Because by me just telling you how to do it, it doesn't work. We got to see what you're dealing with on a daily basis to be able to say, okay, this is what Lori said to do. These are our notes. And these are the words that triggered her mind to think differently. And that's what we do. We interact with each other. How do we put, okay, what's missing out of this note? What do we have all the information or something missing? And those are the kind of things that we, we teach so that you can take back to your team so that you can teach them the same kind of, uh, 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 instead of seeing and hearing, you're doing. Right. Right. And those are the things that we want to learn. I absolutely love it. I love it. And what's number five, if if there were a fifth reason? (laughs) Number five, you tried it once and it didn't work. (sighs) That's so. You tried it once. Yeah. You know how many times that's said a day? Oh, yes. And and I, I always say, tell me what you coded. And I guarantee you, they coded it out of sequence and they're not going to pay. Right. Whereas if, if you would have looked at what their reason, and sometimes medical doesn't give you the full reason. Remember you and I've talked about, I got denied because I didn't have a zero in the ICD code set. Not because of my codes, but because the zero wasn't there. I also got denied because my X was outside of the box. So if you don't know what doctors will get a denial and they won't even call. Right. They won't even find out why is this denied? I know it says no, because they're always going to say denied for medical necessity. That's just a standard reply. Until you call, you're never going to know. It could be something little like my ex outside the box. You just don't know. Yeah. And until you determine whatever denial I'm going to call. I tell offices, if you get denied, appeal it. Yeah. All and the you, time. You mentioned this last time. Somebody's got to have a certain level of tenacity, you know, a focused 
um, outlook on this because you're not going to try this once or twice and it's going to work perfectly. And the third right. time, wow, it's where you learn every time you do it and yes. you're going to expect some resistance in the whole process. But like anything, mm -hmm. you know, as you learn and as you overcome resistance, you get stronger at things, you get better at things, yes. you, uh, you get better understanding. And you know, I don't know if insurances are really designed to be super simple. <laughs> and I say that, you know, That's true. sarcastically, yeah. like anything that if it has the word insurance, it's going to be a little bit complex and their game right. is to keep it complex and more and more complex. Okay. So um, knowing it, trying it, you know, getting beyond the right. obstacles is important. And, and again, so a lot of doctors think that, okay, well, this worked for the exam, so I'm going to use it for the surgery. Well, there are certain requirements, if you would. Um, so you can't use a symptom for a surgery. It doesn't make sense. So if I, we talked about that GERD patient that, that Mr. Prostodonis was working on. If I used um, that he had GERD, but I didn't tell them what I was fixing, that won't make sense. Right. I need to tell them I'm fixing the erosion because of the GERD. So the story goes together. And so a lot of doctors will say, well, he's in pain, but that doesn't tell them what, they're, what you're fixing. You're fixing the abscess that was caught, that the pain came from. Yeah. So again, that's, and, and when you listen to them and they, and they tell me what codes they use, I can automatically point out why it didn't go through. So I have a doctor in, in New York and, and he has, he was so confused. He had it authorized and everything. And I knew exactly when he told me his code suite sequence, exactly why it didn't come through because he had neoplasm as his primary diagnosis. I said, you can't diagnose a neoplasm. It's outside of your license. Right. Why would they pay for it then? He's like, oh, I didn't know that. Somebody told me I could. Mm. Well, it's outside your license. You can't diagnose it. Now you can diagnose the other things that you, but your primary was, was that neoplasm. Yeah. And that's why they didn't pay. Yeah. So we redid things and we were able to get them paid on those old claims. And so sometimes it just, uh, you know, if you ask Dr. Gottlieb and Dr. Cohen, I talk to myself all the time in the office because I'm telling myself the story. Right. And if it makes sense, then I know it's a good story. And if I have to sit there and go back and forth, I know I've got something out of order. Yeah. That and is... so that's why you've tried it once, does not cut it. Yeah. It does. It just doesn't cut it. Yeah. They want to see, are you serious or are you just trying to play games on this? Right. Now, again, so if you're listening to this, this is the first time you've heard Lori. This is what I'm going to say about Lori. Lori is not only a great educator, but you are also a great organizer. So your checklist and your things. So you might be thinking, well, gosh, this is going to be a lot of work. She teaches it in such a method. I, I, I got to come up with the right word, a systematic <laughs> way. So, I mean, I I, I don't know if I could figure it out, but I'm somebody of my level could get it 80% there. So I'm, I'm going to check yeah. the boxes. I'm going to go to the next one right. and the next one and the next. Right. So it's very much, 
You teach a simple way to understand this, ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. And I know you're probably not going to introduce your checklist today, but we've had them on the previous ones and they're fantastic. So I download all of them. I'm like, this is so well done. So I want people, if they're listening and they're like, Lori, this is still complex for me. I know you have this stuff on webinars, but like, can they, where can they go to get some of this information so they can see systematically how you can just put it in your practice? Absolutely. So go to devdent.com. And if you actually go there, it's downloadable. Where to start? What do we start with? So it's a free download in our in our store. You can download where to get started. Uh, you can look at the courses, uh, the live CE courses. I have one in San Diego in June. I have one in Dallas in September. Uh, they're going to be phenomenal. I'm so excited. I have some brand new hands-on because, you know, me talking to you for two days is not fun, although I am funny. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able, you know, I'm going to give you a story. Here, Kurt, here's a story. And it's all in playing cards. Put it together. Wow. I like that a Put lot. Put the story together. Yeah. Now, the and other thing, I, too, and, and can you speak about this? Like, the learning around this, you have to mm-hmm. stay up to date on it. It's not like you get, yep. you you learn it once. I mean, you've got to learn what's happening out there and how things are changing, yep. correct? Yes. And medical changes every three months. So that's why I have to constantly be studying what are the changes for this quarter because they, they literally changed. So they added one a code this year, which was really cool. It was for uh, sojourns with dental involvement. Wow. Which tells you that that autoimmune disease has a direct link to the mouth. Yeah. So they created one code instead of utilizing multiples. Right. So I think that I think that just recognizes the fact of what we're doing has medical complications. Yeah, and I I consider this one of the non-negotiables in dentistry. Even if you do complete fee-for-service dentistry, you should mm-hmm. be really well educated because now we're going to blow your mind on this podcast. Now, I'm not going to this is not my thing. You said this like and this is the conversation <laughs> that come you know the future of where dental insurance and medical insurance is going away. You actually predicted that dental insurance mm-hmm. possibly could go away in the future and it would only be one type of insurance. Mm-hmm. Can you just, and yep. I, and who, who knows Absolutely. if that's going to happen? You might say it is going to happen, but I want people to understand like, if you're going to practice for the next two decades, you have to understand the landscape of where this is headed. And can you, can you speak yep. to that premonition and is it true and why? Oh, yes. Well, if you most most offices have no idea what their dental claim looks like. There is nothing different on the dental claim than the medical claim. This is new. The every the diagnosis codes, the modifiers, the everything. If you print out your dental claim from your practice right now, it will show you ICD-10 codes. It'll show you where to put units. This is something we don't do in dentistry, right? Right. We put every line, surgical extraction, surgical extraction, surgical extraction. Instead, it's one line with the amount of teeth that you took out. So things are changing even on the dental insurance to conform more like the medical insurance. But there's nothing different on the medical insurance form than the dental insurance form right now. That's totally different than 2009, right. 2010. So think about it. If it's already on the dental insurance form, are you going to say to me that you don't think it's going to be mandatory? Why would it be there? Right. 
Totally. It's a great question. So when do you think this will all come together and dental insurance will go away? Look at me. I'm already way out in the future. Do you think it's going to well, be the next really couple think, years? I do. I, I, I would say give it five max. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because every, you know, if you look at even some, like I'll give you a good, for instance, Aetna. Aetna already has an oral surgery division written into their medical policies. Did not know so that. if, if you were to contact, you just call the oral surgery division of Aetna. You don't have to reach it. They have it already set. So you don't have to wonder, do, will they accept medical? Absolutely. So a lot of offices will say, well, every time I give them our NPI or a tax ID, they say, you're a dentist. And here's what you say. We are a dental provider completing medical services for your patient. Wow. That's it. That's great. That's and worth they, the wait I, right there. You have yeah, to understand I that. I tell you, it, it, it I actually had a doctor say it changed, it changed how they deal with them, yeah. how the insurance companies are dealing with them just by sticking to that saying, we are a dental provider, but we're completing medical services for your patient. Yeah. It changes everything. And you are, you, whether you think you do or not, you do medical procedures. Most doctors don't realize we don't get paid for bone grafting because it's a medical procedure. You don't get paid for membranes because it's a medical procedure. How about your cone beams? They're medical. There's a reason why dental insurance doesn't pay for it. And it's not they're trying to be mean. Those are truly medical procedures. So why are we writing them off and or not charging for them because dental insurance doesn't pay when there's a reason why, if I told you how much Medicare paid for a mandible bone graft, you'd probably have a heart attack. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, and this is Medicare. Medicare is one of the second lowest payers. Wow. But they're allowable for a bone graft in the mandible is about $4,800. Yeah, well, that's why I like so, having you back. And I'm going to continue to have you back because... We need help from the experts that are helping other offices navigate through this. And so, again, this whole podcast is about one thing. It's just to bring you great information from some of right. the best thinkers in dentistry. And, Lori, you are just awesome in this. Now, I have a couple of questions. So, if I call you, you said you don't do any medical billing for me. So, what are you, you going to do for me? <laughs> like, you're not going to just take this hot mess over <laughs> for me? And, like, what, what can you help no, me with? No, I'm not. So one of the things I'm going to recommend, watch our demo at devdent.com and it's D as in dog, E as in Edward, V as in Victor, D as in dog, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom. It stands for developing dentistry. And we only do medical billing. We do not do your dental billing. So if you're looking for that, wrong place. But there's an on-demand uh, on demo of the software and it shows you how it guides you. So Kurt, you could put your D6010 in and it'll say, was it one to three, pick this code. If it was four or more, pick this code. And then we're going to tell you with that code you picked, your primary diagnosis code needs to be in one of these so that you can choose. So if you do a partial loss of teeth, one to three implants, the only choices you get are partial loss. Wow. So it's kind of trying to help you not make the mistakes that we've seen other make, others make. But one of the great features I love is you can save it as a draft and say, Lori, can you hop in and look at it? I can hop in and look at it and say, hey, you need to add this and this because the modifiers, the, those services are similar and they're not going to pay you unless you add these modifiers. Yeah. So 
that's one of the great things we do in helping you get to the right level. So again, no stupid questions. Literally, there are no questions that I, I will never say, you asked me that two days ago because things come up and, and you might question the answer. Uh, so anytime, you know, our team is always able to answer questions, but watch the demo. It's not, you know, what we do is not for everybody, but there might be something, it might be for you next year. Yeah. And yep. so knowing about it is helpful. 100% and game changing. So think about that. This is very guided learning. So when I get lost yeah. in the forest, you're going to help me out. And I said the word hot Absolutely. mess. I didn't mean it in that respect. You know, sure. a lot of times people just want you to take it over for them. But what yes. you can do is take it into a very organized and I love the word systematic. Right. Like you can systematically learn more about this so that you can truly help patients. And if this premonition that mm -hmm. you're suggesting is going to happen, which I don't doubt for a second, what yeah. a great position to help your practice be in a spot to understand right. this. While everyone Absolutely. else is losing their mind trying to figure out what happened, <laughs> yes. you're going to be like, I heard about this years ago on the best practices uh -huh. show. So I was ready Absolutely. for this. You know, yes, so. and and the other thing that I love that what when when I was at with Dr. Cohen and Gottlieb because I had to do this on my own, we do all the follow up, so you never have to call the insurance once you send that claim. We do all the follow up, and everything is due dated. So if your patient says, "Hey, Kurt, what happened to my medical claim?" You could log in and say, "The biller's called on this day. This is what happened." And they're going to call again on this day. Okay. So wait, so, wait, go back to that. So yeah. I can get it started and you do the follow through. We'd follow up every claim. You never have to call them to follow it up. Okay. I didn't realize that too, because yeah. that's brilliant because now your team members can give their best energy things that matter most, which are patients exactly. in front of them. So if I can get but it started. We want to still make sure they have the information so right. that if a patient asks, that was one of the things that I found the hardest was I, I had to find the time to call. And I felt horrible because I didn't know what was going on with it. But this way you literally can log in real time updates, know exactly when it was called on, who they spoke to, what happened during the phone call, and then know the next due date, which is usually two weeks after that last contact. Yeah. Laurie, this yeah. is amazing. So you guys, I'm going to ask you to just check it out. Make sure you follow Lori and check out her stuff I, at the very least please go yeah. down and, and check out her checklist. Like just download it because yes. you'll go, this yep. is really good. We're going to put a link to it in the show notes. So if you're listening okay. on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, don't sweat it. Just uh, flip up to the show notes. You're going to see a link to all of Lori's stuff. You can go right there. You can check it out. And I highly encourage yes. you to do it. It's a great way to get started. So Lori, thank you so much for being yes. on. I always appreciate you. Thank you, Kurt. I love, love, love Act Dental. Oh, you're the best. Well, we love you and we're going to have you back again and again. Is that okay? Absolutely. I like My pleasure. I just, oh, <laughs> look at that. You're like, uh, it's, I just, I love having you back. So um, it's awesome. So stick around when we say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. If you enjoyed today, which I hope you did, just share this with your friends uh, and keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. This whole show is about creating great value so that you guys can create a better practice and a better life. And I have a whole bunch of great stuff on the horizon. You're going to love this summer's programming and you'll see Lori later on it. So uh, until we see you guys next time, keep watching the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day.
So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.